How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. Thanks so much for listening each and every week to Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. We talk to all the creators, the stand-up comics, the sketch artists, the people making you laugh every day. Laughter is healing. Laughter is love. This holiday season, when you want to smash people in the face, remember to laugh (laughs) in between the smashing. We have a wonderful uh, comic who has reinvented herself, and um, I'm so impressed. I was just uh, riveted just before we even started the whole process here. Shelly Marshall. Hello, Shelly. Hello. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Good. Your Canadian Comedy Award nominated View Magazine and Now Magazine award-winning writer, performer, producer. You have a long-running solo show I love. Hold Hold Mommy Cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cult favorite in Southern Ontario. Um, And we're going to find out from you, from your words, what it's about. It's a one-woman story of an unfiltered life, which is hilarious. I'm so happy to have you, Shelley Marshall. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I love your story thus far. It's, um, uh, let's talk about your theater. I just want to go right to the theater. Okay. Um, What happened was... I had found myself playing a lot of clubs. I had toured a bit, so I had a lot of knowledge about clubs and things. And and then I had this specific idea of how I wanted a club. I want people to come in and feel like they're in a home. I want them to sit on couches and feel comfortable. And sometimes I can't leave my house. I have a uh, panic disorder. Mm -hmm. I have an anxiety disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm a suicide survivor. So I'm pretty, you know, messed up. Yes. Um, But this brings me sanity because if I can't leave, I can put a show on in my house. So that's what I started doing and people started coming. Brilliant. It's brilliant. So who started coming? uh, Other comics? Well, at first I put the one woman show on because my husband put up the set to paint it. And I went, couldn't we fit people in here? And so I did 28 shows in a row because that's how long I was uh, put in a psych ward. I thought I'm going to get those 28 days back. (gasps) Stupid move. A real survivor. So, yeah. You know, after eight days, I'm dying of doing this show because mm-hmm. it's guts and soul. And, and there's a lot of comedy in it, but it's emotional. And a psychiatrist came and he saw it. And he, he wrote me the next day and he said, I'd like to buy out a show and uh, send you away. And he sent me to uh, a spa with wow. my husband. And so people are really generous. They know oh my that goodness. my work is, you know, it's hard. It, what is the content of your show? Uh, the content is... The life cycle of women. And so it begins with my grandmother. I play her. And she gets a phone call that my father has taken his life by suicide. And so then she runs out the door and you can hear her yelling, Shelly, your dad's not coming. Did you get the cigarettes? (laughs) Because our our life was like that. It was nothing. So it's dark. It was just drama and clothes pegs on the window. We hid when the door was not. It was a really weird life. Mm -hmm. But I thought everybody was living it. But when I tell it. People were laughing hysterically because she was hilarious in her behavior. What an art to do that, to to bring light out of darkness. Like, that's hard to do. It's so hard. And and I I had to go. I, I went to Second City. I did clown courses. I wanted everything to be real in it, but also a fantasy so that I'm not stuck. I said, I'm not doing therapy on stage. That's Yes, I know. There's nothing worse than a right? comic, mm-hmm. you know. 
leaving crying. <laughs> so Maria Bamford, I interviewed her. Um, are you you're familiar? Oh, wow. I interviewed her at She's Jam my Fell. son's favorite comedian. Is she? <laughs> and that, isn't that great about kids? Yeah. They just like everyone but us. Exactly. How old are your so, kids? Uh, my daughter's 30 and my son, I don't know, 28, 29, something like that. And you're 36. We're uh, yeah, thank you. I'll That's be, fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'll be 51. Oh, my good Lord. In the Mommy spring. looks fabulous. Well, yeah, I do. So <laughs> Maria Bamford, <laughs> Maria Bamford uh, openly has been struggling with mental illness, um, and she has done uh, a lot about it in her shows. I saw her at JFL, I interviewed her about it, and I said, listen, I, uh, I have this cancer business going on, and, I'm, and a lot of comics are encouraging me, and my friends like Ian Sirota, a very good friend, Frank Spadone, all these guys are yep. going, you know what, Sandra, do it. Do it, do it. Even Sandra Badalini has been encouraging me. And I don't know how to incorporate uh, cancer into um, my uh, bits yet. I mean, I have a lot of dark humor to it because I'm always worried there's going to be someone in the audience who's, you know, unfortunately just lost a family member and then they come out to laugh and they hear me riffing on cancer. (laughs) That's why it's relatable, though. You're taking Depends how I do it, though. Depends how you do it. But, I mean, you shouldn't be afraid to cross that bridge because, first off, it's something that's true to your life right now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And also, that's the therapy of it. That's the whole point of comedy is, like, taking the power and the fear out of those things. Like, it's like Shelly tackling depression and mental health. There, a huge chunk of her audience probably is dealt oh. with those things, right? And that's why they're there. I well, ha- Shelly, how I did had you a, do it? I had a couple come up to me after one show, and they're lovely in their 30s, and uh, their son had lost his life to suicide. That's how I choose to say it, rather than people taking their lives. Yes. Um, now it's like they now they don't say um, he committed suicide; he completed suicide. Mm-hmm. It's like. Get what? Rid of this, yeah, get rid of this language. Wow, it's like completing university. Right? And I uh, meet these parents and I say, your son died of his illness. I, I yes, believe yeah. I believe suicide is stage four mental illness. Yes, 100%. Right? Yes. And you're, you're dealing with cancer, but not only are you dealing with cancer, yes. you're dealing with mental illness because depression sets in. Mm-hmm. Un- uncertainty oh, of what you're sure. allowed to oh, say. Oh, 100%. Uh, my, yeah. my advice is... I have PTSD. Like People don't know. I struggle, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to be vulnerable yes. and and honest. And yes. if you're you yourself are not offended by it, then say it because you will save someone's life out there. From a, I see women yes. celebrating their cancer. Yes, celebrating yeah. each part of how they're surviving. Mm-hmm. I lost my mother to cancer mm-hmm. when I was uh, nineteen. She was mm-hmm. thirty-seven years old. Wow. And in the play, she's holding a cigarette, telling me she's going to die of cancer. She wow. said, and she says, "The autopsy came back. <laughs> it's not just in my lymph nodes. <laughs> the autopsy came back." That's what she says, right? Because she was always making these words yeah. up. So she's holding the cigarette, and she says, oh, "Cancer? How the f did I get cancer?" And she yeah. takes a drag she's of the probably, cigarette, and, oh, dear and God. you know, it's just this. So your show, and I like talking about all of this uh, and what your show kind of visits and what it's about. It's called Hold Mommy Cigarette uh, because at this time of year, it's the holidays. We always think of cheer, but it's also a very depressing time of year for a lot of people. Yeah, And we want you to, you know, some of my friends suffer depression and and I'll send out what I call comic prescription. At the end of every show, we do a comedy RX and I play a clip of a comic and on, on Facebook, a lot of people reach out and say, I'm having a bad day, so I'll send them a clip. And um, and at this time of year, I think we have to be cognizant of those around us because we could all put up a good face. We sure can. But uh, deep down, people are suffering. So let's use humor where we can. And that's why we welcome people like Shelly Marshall in studio. We're going to hear more about Hold Mommy Cigarette here on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640.
Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> Inside Jokes, the show about comedy. It's that time of year where there's cheer and fun and happiness. And the truth of the matter is, underlying it for a lot of people is the struggle with depression. And, uh, you know, this is the time of year. My dad died December 12th, like 14 years ago. And um, I get cell memories of this time of year. You know, the you look at the weather. Uh, I'm with uh, Shelley Marshall here. And, uh, and you know, it's actually, now that I'm battling my own disease, actually, uh, my depression over my dad is fading out. It's like, I think I finally accepted and I feel better because Christmas has always been so hard, right. even though I enjoy it, even when I had kids, right? Um, but there, I, we want to help a lot of people out there. And comedy is a great healing tour, tool. And you, Shelley Marshall, use it very well. You have your... A long-running solo show, Hold Mommy Cigarette. And um, you visit a lot of uh, issues dealing with mental health and depression in a way that's brave, bold, unfiltered, and most importantly, unapologetic. Absolutely. Now, you were just saying before the break, a friend of yours uh, was having a tough time and he reached out to you. Yeah, he actually saw a post. I had said it's been 17 years since uh, I was taken away and I'm proof to show that you can come back and survive and he was actually installing a hardwood floor and he couldn't get one piece in and that's what did it it was he the snapped. one he snapped on that one piece of wood he said I'm done I'm done he was he got the tools to to um end his life uh he wanted to do it somewhere where no one would find him for wow. a while um he didn't oh, want to, dear. you know it was, he it was well planned out and I said what do you mean for coffee first so he handed me a bag, which was, was just a, a computer bag. I didn't look mm-hmm. in it. And, and I said, you know, let's talk. Let's go out for lunch. We went out for lunch, and the waitress comes over, and she goes, yeah, we got special on today, chicken wings, uh, <laughs> would you like medium, mild, or suicide? <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> and we both just looked Life at each other. I'm like, way. this is beautiful. This moment is beautiful. How do you get, if someone's that low, how do you get them out of that, Shelly? What you, do you say? You um, you ask them what's on the menu. I'm like, did you get the rice pudding? You got to get the rice pudding. Like, you have to joke about the place, the environment. He wrote me yesterday. He's back in because it's this time of year. So yes. he's back in lockup. And he said, oh, Shell, I got to warn you, there's seven of us in here that are Leaf fans. Don't tell anybody you're a Leaf fan. They're bringing all the Leaf fans in. So he, That's funny. Isn't it a, you could do a whole bit on right. that. And you, when you do get into the psych ward, and there's ADV, a lot of these people are artists. Yes. They're smart. Yes. They're beautiful. Yes. They're broken. Yes. I had a girlfriend. I, my, I was with a security guard. He's like, they, they won't let you outside, Shelly, unless you smoke. I said, well, hook a sister up. Buy me a pack <laughs> of Belmonts. Like, uh, let's get this thing going. So I started smoking on a psych ward so I could go outside. Oh, my. So then when they put me in lockup, I'm like, yeah, two packs of smoke. Uh, I'm from Hamilton. Uh, you know, I need... Uh, I need to go outside and get some uh, smoke. <laughs> she goes, well, we do things a little bit differently here. I'll be right back. She came back and she put two nicotine patches on me. Oh, dear. I don't smoke. Oh, <laughs> but dear. I had to fake it. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's all these things, these tricks, and you start yes. to manipulate the system because that's the only way you can get attention. And That's that's insane. I want to, of course, uh, sorry, I didn't even welcome Dean uh, Talk. Oh, they know I'm here. <laughs> Dean, that's they the can... heavy breathing in the background. Yeah. Um, Shelly, we were talking briefly, because uh, this show, Inside Jokes, everything to do about comedy and kind of behind the joke and how to create a joke sometimes. And I think, uh, as we talked about earlier, Maria Bamford is a person who incorporates her battle with mental illness into her stand-up. 
you do a phenomenal job. Obviously, you've made a whole show of it. How do you take something so serious and make sure not to offend, but yet make it funny? Because it's the truth. How can the truth be offensive? It's my experience. Yeah. I don't place blame on anybody. I loved my mother and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate my mother was bipolar and never had treatment. It's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that my grandmother, you know, got married at 15 and oh, raised dear. nine of her brothers and sisters. That make me crazy right? too, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and not crazy. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I, I again, so things like that. Let's talk about that politically correctness of well, okay, illness. cancer. It has one yes. word cancer, right? How many does mental illness have? You're crazy, you're lunatic, you're Cook. nuts. Like, yes. there's a yeah. thousand of them. So, how do you treat it in your show? Um, hold mommy's cigarette. Well, it's, it's there's a scene where I come out and I say, you know, the doctor. A nurse came in and said, Shelley, I know you're alone on the ward. Do you want anything? I can bring you some food, a movie or something. It's, it's back. I said, can you bring me in one flu over the cuckoo's nest? <laughs> right? I'm just sitting there waiting for, you know, a native Indian to pull out the water fountain. <laughs> me and Jack Nick. I'm right into this. In walks Nurse Ratchet. She said, I'm sorry. Um, nurse Ratchet. Um, I just want to talk to you for a minute. On a suicide level, how are you feeling? You one, five, three, seven? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, um, I just, you know, we don't want to make sure the movie triggers you. I said, you know what triggers me? Oh my God. The word trigger. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Me too. I don't like the word trigger. I hate the word trigger. I've been held at gunpoint. Trigger. It's not fun. Have you? I, well, my father was uh, schizophrenic. Oh dear. Um, I lost him when I was seven. Oh. And the only time I knew him was in a mental hospital or when the police were, you know, tearing, taking him away. He actually tried to, you know, take us with him at one point. Mm-hmm. I forgive him for that. Um... Uh, I said to the the psychiatrist, I don't remember. I Mm -hmm. was two. I I don't remember. And she goes, Shelly, your body remembers. And these are things that I'm starting to learn, like you said. Cell memories. Absolutely. Yes. At a cellular level, there is truth to that, for sure. But I got to constantly throw a punchline out. Yeah. Like when you're telling someone about your suicide, because I, I attempted suicide through hanging and oh what happened, I know it was really brutal, but my dad did it. So it's already in my brain. And so what happened was I went out to the garage and I'm standing on the chair and the, you can see the audience going, oh my God. And I go, and then the two bite brownies kicked in that I'd been eating and the weight of me broke the goddamn chair. <laughs> you and can't even kill yourself I properly. Can't, I can't. What's wrong with you? I failed at everything. Yeah. And, and then because of the weight of me, I, I was so broke at the time, I bought the thing at the dollar store, the the, the cord, so it broke too. See, there you go. <laughs> if you want to if you want to go there, just go to the dollar store and make sure you get something cheap so it doesn't work properly. <laughs> you know what? We're going to talk more with uh, Shelly Marshall uh, of her one-woman show, Hold Mommy cigarette and probably how many lives you saved from your art uh, and doing this show because uh, once again comedy saves a life it saved me th- from my cancer it's saving you from uh, your mental uh, illness and battles that you're having and, and probably so many other people Absolutely. So we're going to talk more after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640 This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Inside Jokes, comedy, comedy, comedy is what we talk about. And, you know, comedy, there is, if you go back to Shakespearean times, uh, the tragedy of comedy. Yeah. Um, Comedy comes from a dark place often. It comes from a lot of hurt. It comes, I... um, 
I think I most definitely got funnier since cancer because I was pretty funny kind of before. But the cancer actually is a nice little touch. Vince, who also had cancer, is, thinks that's funny. Um, uh, one of my friends, Sean Dunn, who's been uh, had eight brain surgeries. He's been on our show yeah. at the Brogue. He, uh, I said, when did, I went to university. I go, when did you get funny? He goes, after the cancer. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And I've got Shelly Marshall here who's made a lot of, um, not fun of, but a lot of funny out of a very dark place. Uh, Dean, uh, what were you going to say about that? Well, I like what Shelly was saying before about, uh, you know, with with mental illness, especially, there's still so many stigmas about it, mm-hmm. right? Like, still such a thing that people are afraid to talk about. And there's almost like an element of victim blaming to people who have mental illness, right? right? It's just you you're kind making of, it up. Yeah, you cast them aside. You just put them on the fringe of society. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole point is just sort of dismantling uh, these stigmas about it and just going like, look, this is, this is real. This mm-hmm. happens, you know. Well, Same my with kids, you and your cancer. Like that's yes. the power of of comedy is to just take these skeletons out of the closet, give them an autopsy on stage, right? Hang them up. Yeah. I think uh, there is a great book. I don't know, uh, Shelly, if you've heard of Brene Brown. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? The I Vulnerability, knew you Big yeah. Magic. She wrote her book, Daring Greatly. It's about yeah. vulnerability, the strength and vulnerability and shame and that when you feel shame to um, actually overcome it is to talk about it when you share it with someone else because you'll get empathy for it right and uh, and I had read that before I had got diagnosed and since uh, I'm glad I did because I was able to actually fight the disease by overcoming the shame because with cancer believe it or not there's a lot of shame with that and cancer patients feel it and it's like a family secret or let's not talk about it or give it attention because it might thrive um, but I personally have built a career off it again and uh, make money off it where I can and really kind of to help people. Because I think um, I think it's our job, right, Shelly? Like I think when you go through something, um, a healing process is when you can help other people. So some of the people you've helped, you helped that guy who was just going to kill himself, yeah. basically. Uh, well, who else has reached Do out you know to what? You? I got a letter from a 14-year-old boy. And in my play, I ha- I break the fourth wall, and I have the audience basically put me back together. It's sort of, you know, wow. it's a wonderful thing. And I had this 14-year-old boy put my dress on. And I'm like, get it on, get my boobs in. Like, it's a really funny piece. I yes. had him put my pantyhose on. I sit <laughs> on people's laps. And he wrote to me, he said, for the first time in my life, I forgive my mother. Uh, she stayed with a man that hurt me, but she left him. I want to tell you that I... It's healed my relationship with my mother, and I changed schools, and I got picked up for the soccer team to go to the U.S. Wow. And he's telling me this as if my story caused this. Yes. And I'm thinking, no, no, my dear. This has always existed inside of no, you. No, listen. Always. Mm. I'm not changing your mind. Yes. I'm just opening it, mm-hmm. and I'm finding a way to do it that's honest and I don't I've had schools yes we wonder if you could change the language I'm like absolutely why not. what schools about like high schools I did it for ESI I raised oh. thirteen thousand dollars for one high school they sold these tickets at 10 bucks each wow filled this theater and you did your show and do you know the high school would not put up one poster Really? Why? Why? What was there? Because there's a cigarette. Guaranteed. My, I don't know, my cleave. I don't know. Yes. It's a great show. Those are, I I was in high school. I remember it. Those were my two favorite (laughs) things. Cleavage (laughs) and cigarettes. Those were the two best things in high school. What do you think I'm going for? Okay, so here's the thing. So we have hashtag comedy is art. This is a movement. Our good friend Sandra Badalini uh, with her letter to Trudeau saying, hey, we want some reciprocity when comedians go to the U.S. 
it takes all this money just to work there, but American comedians come here and it takes nothing and they get to work here. And actually you ran into, and, and I just, and then the other part of that, sorry, two things, is that the Canada Arts Council does not deem comedy as art. And when I look at your what you're doing, Shelley Marshall and her show Hold Mommy's Cigarette, that is art because you're taking a very delicate subject as many artists do on a canvas and they paint and that's considered art or you do it with poetry, but you use humor. And how could people say that that is not art, what you are doing? And I want to talk to you more after the break uh, about um, hashtag comedy is art. And um, when you tried to go to the States, how you lose gigs and you're going to do a gig at the suicide prevention week it was world something it was huge oh my gosh we'll talk about it yes we'll talk with more with shelly marshall on inside jokes talk radio am 640 Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. Inside Jokes, we talk comedy here with comedians and sketch artists and all kinds of people, because that's what you want to know. Everybody's fascinated, I think, to an extent about uh, comedy, the genre, right? Deborah Giovanni yeah. from L.A.? Oh, yes. Because yes. here's the thing. Everyone wants to be funny. That's, that's yes. the thing. Yes. Everyone wants to be funny. Everyone thinks they're funny. Um, so <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it's true. It, it's, just, it's one of those things that I don't think anyone, you know, admits. But it's, you know, secretly, uh, everyone, everyone would like to be. Yeah, everyone would like to be a, a stand-up comic. I mean, look at, look at musicians want to be stand-up comedians, and stand-up comedians want to be rock stars. You know, like yes, basically. Yeah. yeah, right? That's kind of how it works out. So it's like everyone in between is... Yeah, they're on the same page, everyone. When I was in uh, Just for Laughs uh, in Montreal, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking around, and, uh, you know, well, and there's even athletes. You know, P.K. Subban has his big gala. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Blake Griffin from the uh, NBA Clippers was there. And I remember talking. What's that? Wrestler that does comedy now, too. Oh, oh, Jake yes. the Snake keeps touring around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a couple of people. There's no, there's the guy who does the sketch show. I emailed you the two guys. We're going to have Well, R.J. Skinner, yeah. No, yeah. the other one. Uh, uh, I'll tell you. Anyway, I, I emailed you because they're hot, the two of them. And oh, that's okay. Is that why? <laughs> that's half of my job show. is just Sandra going out. So these tacky. guys are hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so one thing we're talking about here, Deborah, that's been going on, I'm going to inform both you and Lars. Lars, were you going to say something about nope. being totally hot? I wasn't oh, going to say okay. anything. <laughs> Nothing at all. Nothing so one thing what's going on here, we're going to fill you in, Deborah, is that our good friend Sandra Badalini wrote an open letter to Trudeau. <clears throat> oh, yes, yeah. You know, know about it. this? Uh, yeah, know her, love her. I know, she's amazing. On two things, reciprocity. So when American comics come here, they barely need paperwork and they come to work and off they go. When uh, yeah. you Canadian folk want to go over the border, there's like thousands of dollars uh, in lawyer oh, fees, yeah. oh, right? God. Letters of engagement. Yeah. And then even yeah. then, um, and Frank Spadone was telling me and, and Sandra, so many comics say, you'll have an agent or someone who wants to book you in the States. Then they're asking you if your paperwork's done. Then you end up losing the gig because your paperwork's not ready yet. Yep. So yep. Lars, how did you get your dual citizenship? My mom was born in New York City. Nice and easy, oh, baby. Yeah. So That's she's she's American. That's when, how you when do I was it. younger. <laughs> took care Get adopted, yeah. Deborah. Easiest paperwork yeah. ever for me. Didn't cost so me anything. That's, yeah. So you go back and forth, no problem. I've had passports and a, a social security number in both countries, so I just yeah. carry both passports and. And Deborah, 
uh, it was a big process for you to get over the border, obviously. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, but I was I was very fortunate in the in the beginning, though. Honestly, it was last coming standing. They basically oh, yeah. got my visa. Yeah, yes, they got my visa for me in okay. uh, 06, 06, 07, I think. And, Good for um, you. It's just now I've just I've had to I mean I, every three years I have to go through the process of renewing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually I'm going to do I'm going to start the green card process because it's just like like logically I mean every three years you pay five thousand dollars so it's like green oh card ten years so I know it's ridiculous. Well, um, yeah, so <clears throat> it's that kind of thing. But we, it is I mean I was very fortunate, but I know how much work it is. Like it is just like. You know, begging and, and letters and months of, oh, yeah. It's, okay, it's, yeah, well, we're going to change that. We started a little yeah. movement here ever since Sandra came on my show. And um, <clears throat> we're talking, uh, I, I had a meeting with my liberal MP, uh, and then a former conservative MP met with Sandra and I. And what we're doing is um, we're going to simplify that. So my MP... Oh is uh, talking to the Consul General of Immigration with the U.S. to say, hey, look, at least give the same. And I was with the NDP that night. Yes. And a bunch of union goons. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why you're bragging about that. <laughs> yeah, Because we, uh, we covered everybody. I don't like the orange people. Yeah, I know. Well, you're going to have to. Yeah. yeah. Orange is not the new black, white, nothing. Uh-huh. Don't even. Until, you know what the first thing they're going to say to you? Union. We don't want... Oh, yeah, it was all union people. Of course, they're going to want a union. No, what we're trying is just to organize ourselves. So, uh, Deborah, we'll keep you posted on all our family comedians in L.A. to make it easy for you guys, because there's no reason you guys should be paying the money you're going to work there uh, when the comedians come in here don't have to do the same. So, uh, the hashtag is comedy is art. We're asking all our comedy friends to uh, tweet and retreat. You're going to see a lot of us... um, Uh, Sandra and Bettelini and I. We made our own coalition. There's Danny Menlo, Adam Groh. Yeah, Adam Groh. Cole. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll hear more about that. And the other thing that uh, we're talking about is uh, not only that, uh, hashtag comedy is art, is that the Canadian uh, Arts Council does not deem comedy as art. So all the money that the Liberals have provided um, to the Art Council uh, will continue going to interpretive dance and all those other (laughs) wonderfully culturally enhancing Frickin I'll tell you though, these pantomime shows make some good posters. Let me tell you. On the subway. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says Canada like pantomime. Right? <laughs> you prick. Clearly, they've Lars never seen my demo reel where I get hit in the nuts about 15 times. <laughs> Don't tell me that's not art, Canada. <laughs> so they say they gave a very rude and snooty email back to Santa Badalini going, at this time, you know, one of those. I, I just, yeah. you know, and anyway, so we're going to work on that and we'll keep you posted. And we're so proud, Deborah Di Giovanni, what you're doing. Abroad Great, representing our artwork. Yeah. Do you think com- so so here's a loaded question? Do you think comedy is art? If not, if so, why? I think comedy. I think comedy is the like number one art. I mean, on and like we are the only performance art that writes and then performs mm-hmm. their own material. Yeah. I mean, and like and over and over and over again. I mean, actors say other people's words. Maybe. Right. Occasionally, it's their own words, you know. And in, I mean, improv. But I, you know, I, I classify improv and stand up under the same umbrella of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just it's not even. There's nothing as you know, just really like all encompassing as stand up comedy. That's I mean, right. It's just it's uh, it's unbelievable to me that people don't consider it art. I mean, I guess I, you're right. I guess you have to be wearing tights for it to be considered art. Well, Lars know? does. What it is. That's how I yeah, get around it. <laughs> yeah. Again, once again, this, he's got—he's a man with a plan. He's a man with, <laughs> with a plan. Um, yeah. No, thanks for saying that, and uh, we're going to play that clip over and over because I think yeah, you succinctly absolutely. kind of said what what it really is. Lars, do you like? Yeah. I mean, you do some slapstick, funny, physical. 
I mean, it's Carol Burnett stuff, what you do. I mean, that all, it's so funny. Do you think it's art, if anything? I know it's a Of weird course thing. it's art. Yeah. yeah, there's no denying that it's art. It's 100% yeah. art. Because you're putting what? yourself out there 100% and just completely, okay. it's an organic it's thing. It's creating it's it. It's yeah. creating it. Yeah. It's yeah. art. I mean, that's just, that's just all there is to it. Like, if it's, if it's coming from your brain and your heart and your soul, and that's yes. where good comedy comes from, it's art. And we're observing life. And why do you think it hurts us? Why do you think they don't think it's art? What's hurting us? It's a good question. Um, why do they know they? I don't know. I think, you know, this is, I would say this is kind of old-fashioned, but I would, I would believe that a lot of people still think art, excuse me, uh, stand-up as lowbrow. Yes. As yeah. sort of, you know, kind of like, um, not, not trashy, but sort of like, let's be, like, let's be honest, gestures, yes. clowns. They still sort of think of stand-up along that way, even yes. though, I mean, let's be honest, if you're a good stand-up, you're an intelligent person. Yeah, you're absolutely. Not, there's, there's no, yeah. you're not standing, no, no dum-dum is standing on stage and making you laugh. That's right. For longer, <clears throat> for Excuse longer. Excuse me. Days. Not even you, Lars. <laughs> but it is, it's <laughs> you. Long- yeah, you're, Here's you're, the thing. you're a writer. That's It's but the writer's it, brain. Exactly. It's selective, though. Consistently. Anyone can make anyone laugh for seven minutes, honest to God. But that, it's consistently. You can get on stage consistently and make people laugh. You're an intelligent person. That's just, that's all there is. Here, here's what's selective, and you're right. In fact, court jesters, however, because I looked into this, were cons- deemed very close to the king. When the war was coming, it was the jester who had to break the news to the king. It was the oh, jester wow. who held court, who sat closest to the king and queen and was wow. held revered. Yeah, so there's something to say about that. I know they were the ones with the funny-looking thing, but when you look into it, um, we'll do a show about that. But when it's funny you say that because Hannibal Buress, when he outed the Bill Cosby thing, see, there's a lot of good things to comedy uh, from a social platform standpoint and some of the things that it brings out and gets the discussion going to blow the whistle on what's not It's still the most powerful tool for social commentary. Absolutely. 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 And some of the most powerful people like Deborah DiGiovanni from LA. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining us. You are a gem. I adore you you to bits. Thank you. And we'll come back more with our pal Lars Classington in studio on Inside Jokes. Talk Radio AM 640. I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes, happy holidays. Yes, and sometimes it's not so happy for a lot of people, and I think we have to address it on a show about comedy because so much of comedy is derived, and the root of comedy for a lot of comics is some kind of challenge they've gone through their life. You know, Ellen DeGeneres recently got the highest civilian award in the U.S. um, from Obama. And that woman, all I think about from her, and, and welcome back our guest, Shelly Marshall. Sorry. <laughs> when I think of Ellen DeGeneres, she, her partner, her ex-partner, they were talking one night and then drove home and her ex-partner died that night. And one of Ellen's best bits came from that where she's lying and depressed in her room and picks up a fake phone and talks to God. She goes, God. And then she does a whole bit on it. It was just one of her most famous bits early on. And then she went on and did this sitcom in 97 where she comes out and uh, the sitcom gets uh, canceled and she's a pariah in Hollywood. Yep. And then here she is in 2016. Bam! Her evolution has been, and she's always stayed true to herself. Right. And her mama, right? Yes. Like this just. Right. She she has not changed. No. 
society has. Like right. society's Evolved. looking at, like we yes. need to do that. And I think, um, so when we're talking about people like Ellen, there are a lot of comics out there who, you know, had this darkness in their background and they just come out of it through humor. And, um, and to put yourself in a position um, to get out of that depression. In other words, so when I was in my darkest days of, co- of, of uh, chemo right. uh, alone, uh, my mom, we hadn't told my mom I had cancer. I know it's crazy, but we wanted to shelter later. I 80s. get it. I get it. Didn't want to go there. A lot of my friends were in shock still, so they weren't around because it was like, what do you mean Santa has cancer? That seems very familiar to mental illness because, yes, you know, you just kind of hide it. Nobody came to visit me. Nobody, Nobody came to visit. So when you're on your own and uh, you, you kind of got to put yourself in a position of success and I would, I would go to YouTube and so I didn't feel alone, I would watch comedy. I did too. Yeah. I was telemarketing at the time. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And I would have just Comedy Central on 24 hours a day. And I would write my first ever performance was uh, Mike McDonald. I did his complete set. I had no idea. And I had him in my loft about a year ago. And he's he's, suffering health issues, right? Well, he's. Oh, he almost passed. He's bipolar. He's bipolar. And he's out. And he he played in my little loft. Wow, that's huge. And I stood at the back of the room going, wow, this is full circle. And he he said, this is one of the best gigs I've ever had. Because what you do is you create a community of people that come to see you. They celebrate you. They want you to go right into the, the junk and the dirt they want you to cry too yes they, they want do. you to laugh they want everything they want you to succeed and i think when you're down low like that you have to put yourself in positions of success so i could have watched game of thrones or some other right. dark programming but i knew that that gets you at a cellular level too and that that doesn't help you in your health if you're down don't watch dark shows i tell my that to my kids like isn't some it awful stuff. being this smart well <laughs> <laughs> i think when you come out of what we do or did um, you got to put yourself in positions of success. And I just started watching comedy after comedy. And I felt like I wasn't alone because comedians were talking to me. Right. Because it's just a person on a stage. And that's where I came up with Comedy Rx, which occurs at the end of every show. It's a prescription I give uh, to the audience. And and, uh, and thank you for your bravery of saying today you didn't even want to come in and do this today because you were having a tough morning. Sean. Yeah, I was pretty close to, you know, lying. <laughs> <laughs> and sending a message saying, uh, you know, I'm not. I can't make it. But I wouldn't say I'm not feeling emotionally well. Um, but I'm telling you, thank you so much for having me. I feel, uh, you know, that sense of purpose kind of yes. comes back in you when you start to share your successes. And yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't have a gig for a week, but I have a gig in a week. Yes. And it's an important one. Mm-hmm. And let's focus on that instead of, you know, the couch sucking me in. Right. And it's so easy to get sucked in. I oh. remember fighting that depression, but I, a lot of mine was induced by the steroids that give right. you to deal with chemo. And um, fighting like a, a chemically induced depression, like chemo depresses you as well, like chemically. Right. Fighting that, my guts out on that, trying not to be depressed. I remember looking at a flower and just being so depressed. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then quickly going and going, I got to fight this because if you, if you're already ill, like something like cancer where your immune system is like just battered, if you let depression take you down with it, you are done. You're done. You have to get out of it. Don't let the depression get you. Watch comedy or whatever it takes. And I know it's hard because I've talked to friends with depression. I've had, of course, you would know people are attracted to you now and they want to know how you do it. And I tell them, don't you watch any dark programming, sad music, 
No Adele for anybody. Uh, that <laughs> should be a general rule. Yeah, I, I love Adele. I went uh. off the Adele. I tell you right now, you go there, that's the end. Well, I, my biggest out. depression was during Jan Arden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And I, will you remember me? Yeah, or Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. In the arms of the Yeah, oh, no. That's like every OSPCA commercial, no. yeah. Yeah, no, that's, okay, arms up. We're going to uh, come back more with Shelly Marshall from the award-winning Hold Mommy Cigarette on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. Shelly Marshall, the starlet, successful writer and comedian, social media guru and proud mother of two gay children. I know. This is not my uterus. It's my fruit basket. (laughs) (laughs) That into itself. I could probably, like, I should have done a show about having gay kids instead of about being crazy. I would have made more money, I I think. That's next. That's going to be the follow-up show. Uh, Today we've been talking about a lot of stuff. You know, this is a time of year of joy and cheer and also for a lot of people, a lot of low times. And, um, with us, we have Shelley Marshall on their show, Hold Mommy Cigarette. Um, and what about comedy? Uh, Tom, Techie Tom, tell me what you were saying. How? What should we wrap up the show with? What is the best way? Because so many people struggle this time of year. Exactly. Well, how is comedy pushing the envelope to push away the taboos that surround these conversations of mental illness and, and things like that and mental health? And how is comedy helping to add some, some levity to the whole situation? I think f- what what I recognize is if you have a really good cry, mm. um, it feels as good as, as having a really good laugh. Mm-hmm. So why not choose the laughter at this point? You know, let's well just and, and it does feel just as good. You know how when people leave a show and they go, oh, I needed that. Yes. And they're holding their stomach yes. and they want to hug you. And yes. They want a piece of you. That's why we sell merch. And, you know, it, yes. it's they they just want to hang on to that. Yes. And, and they won't go home and cry. Right. They'll just feel good. There's a release as much as crying as there is to uh, the endorphins that laughing brings, right? And endorphins, of course. I don't know what that word means. But. No, no, it's uh, we talk about it too because it's so healthy. It's when you exercise, you release endorphins, and that's uh, the feel-good uh, hormone. And uh, comedy's yeah. good for that. And I want everybody to do that during this holiday season when times are getting crazy. Uh, do what you can. There's a lot of great podcasts on the talk hole. Oh, look at that. Yeah. There is, Dean. A um, lot of funny things. You can go online and yeah. listen to old inside jokes if you want. Yeah. Go on YouTube and watch all the talent. Um, Shelly Marshall, um, your show is uh, available. Okay. How can you get tickets to your show? Um, if you go to holdmummycigarette.com, mm-hmm. whatever shows are going on or coming up will be right there. Okay. Um, and then you can also just go to, sh- it'll have my phone number. It's funny, people will call for tickets and I'm like, hello, Shelly Marshall. <laughs> and they're like, you do your tickets too? I'm yes. like, I do everything. <laughs> you also do corporate uh, gigs and uh, companies yeah, hire you to I, do. I, YWCA has hired me, the Toronto School Board, mental health. Uh, it's just, it's really wonderful mm-hmm. that these uh Places that sometimes have to follow protocol. Yes. I don't want to. Are you sure you want her on? Well, thanks for taking the shame and the blame off mental illness and using comedy as art to do so in your one woman show. Uh, Very impressive. I love you bit to bits, Shelley Marshall. 
Um, once again, the holidays are fun and cheer, but please be cognizant of those around you and reach out to somebody who may not look like necessarily they're having a hard time. Let's just be really nice to each other. Um, because you never know what someone's personal struggle, uh, not everyone's like me who tells everybody that she has cancer. So please give me free stuff. Not everybody does that. <laughs> or like Shelly who yeah. goes out and tells people, um, you know, Facebook is a good fake book place where people pretend they have a great life. But if you really knew what was going on behind the scenes in people's life, I think you would be heartbroken. So be nice to someone this holiday season. It means more than a present, just even a card. If you can't do it, just a little message, a private message to someone. Um, and I think you'll go wonders and watch comedy, support comedy and uh, support our cause again. Uh, hashtag comedy is art. Yes. And follow us at Inside Joke 640. Dean. Happy holidays. <laughs> I just want to do Andy Williams the whole time, the whole day. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer, Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom and our intern, Tevin. Check us out on social media at Inside Joke 640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.